0: Fans, how are you? Rob Howden here. Welcome to a new edition of the Road to Indie Insider. It is what Monday, February the 22nd. Uh, the season, of course, getting started here in just about a month's time, right, two months' time, rather, right? April. We got to wait till the, uh, till the middle of April at Barber Motorsports Park before we get going. It was supposed to be the first week of March at St. Petersburg. Everything, of course, getting jumbled around. We pushed everything off to April, so we're going to back to back uh weekends at Barber and St. Petersburg. That'll be a fun way to start the season—a flowing natural terrain road course at Barber, then onto the tight confines of the Concrete Canyon at Saint Petersburg. And we're, to be honest, really looking forward to 2021 as I kind of work my way through all the expectations of where what kind of grids we're going to have. Essentially, 10 to 50 percent growth across the board. Likely 24 to 26 drivers, conservatively, in USF 2000. Conservative number about 16 to potentially 17, 18, 19 maybe in Indie Pro 2000. A lot of things coming together. Uh, obviously, James Rowe getting announced today for Turn 3 Autosport in Indy Pro 2000. That was exciting to see. And 12 confirmations already in Indy Lights uh, with a potential for 13, 14 uh, still with that program. Again, coming off the hiatus of 2020. So rebuilding the, uh, of course, excitement. Big part of that excitement for Indy Lights, and that's where I'll segue in here for today's show, is the return of Carlin Racing. Uh, they came to Indy Lights back in 2015 when we rolled out the Delora IL-15 chassis. Uh, had Ed Jones, had Max Chilton, a number of drivers running for Carlin over the years. Then they shelved that program to focus on IndyCar. But they're back here in 2021, and the driver is going to join me here. I'll bring him in here right now. A 21-year-old Alex Peroni, the Australian, going to be with uh, Carlin this year. Alex, a pleasure to meet you, and uh, welcome to the
1: Road Dandy. Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me, mate. It's good to be here. Uh,
0: so, so let's just start with this. Where are you right now? Are you down in, Del- are you in Delray Beach? Are you in Florida? Yeah,
1: Delray in Florida. So um getting used to the heat, getting used to like winter. Right? It's, it's winter here and it's like 25, 28 every day. So right.
0: The rest of the country is summer. The rest of the country's frozen. It's like minus something up here in Canada. It was frozen in Texas, and there you are in Florida enjoying the weather.
1: Yeah, mate. At the beach, tennis. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've seen in New York it's like what? Snowing and crazy. I don't know, and that's I don't know how far that is. Like I need to get used to the whole country, but yeah, it's a bit weird.
0: It's that's the other thing too, right? It's the country's so big, man, you probably you don't get used to that at all. Yeah, it's it's different. It's two degrees where I am. That's Fahrenheit. Oh,
1: that's, man. Not,
0: that's not Celsius. That's Fahrenheit. Oh,
1: yeah, true, true. Oh,
0: God. No, it's oh, that's cold. Ridiculous. It's cold. It's cold. All right, listen. Wow. Uh, we're going to jump into a lot here. Obviously, one of the things I love to do with these uh, insiders is kind of introduce you guys to all of our race fans, right? Because we have a lot of fans uh, over around the country and around the world, of course, because this is the road to Indy. We've put so many drivers up into the IndyCar program. We'll talk about your transition from FIAF3 over to Indy Lights, but let's just start with how you got into racing what was it a family thing is the peroni family big time into racing down in australia how did you (laughs) get started in karting
1: yeah nah i mean look dad was dad was always passionate about motorsport Um, okay and he did a bit of karting and like some tests in like a i don't know what would it be now like a formula v Don't that, like a formula four type thing
0: i've raced a formula Uh, v before yeah
1: there we go yeah pretty sick no no wings no downforce no nothing no horse mechanical grip yeah yeah Yeah, so yeah he had to go with that um and yeah, I guess I got it through him, you know, because he was just, you know, crazy and he was watching F1 every day and Group B Rally as well he was into. And okay. I remember I will just like sit down and watch it with, with him like in the afternoon and at night time. And I guess that's where I got my passion for it. Yeah. Seeing people like Michael Schumacher, as I said to you before, Will Power even, watching IndyCar. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so from there, I just really wanted to start driving. And dad was like worried about getting into it because... He knew, you know, what it could end up like. Deep
0: the rabbit hole goes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he knew. So, and I guess he was worried also that you know I wasn't gonna like it. And just to start karting, you have to put a lot of money into it. You do. So he was worried that oh look, I'm gonna spend all this money and then he's just gonna get rid of it after a race. So, but yeah, and then since then I've just been non-stop racing
0: <laughs> right basically for a while so yeah. okay so you get into karting obviously Australian karting is it's big down there it's it's such mm. a fantastic sport motorsports on its own but there's a lot of great karting down there but you didn't just stay there which is i think interesting you actually went to Europe so we'll talk a lot about from 2015 to 2019 and 2020 what you did in formula car racing but you went mm. to the top levels of international karting in Europe as well running in the WSK series talk a little bit about mm. your time Running in europe
1: yeah so for us it was always pretty difficult because um we're from tasmania which is like a little island off off the mainland so i mean tassie has a really small population only a handful of tracks so you know we got we got the hang of that pretty quickly and we always wanted to compete against the best and the best was in the mainland Mm -hmm. so we had to you know work out a way of flying in flying out or going over and leaving what we ended up doing is leaving a van there with a go-kart in seriously fly in yeah. yeah fly in um leave it at airport parking jump in and just drive to wherever the race was so we did that we did that for a few years you know it was hard it. it was hard on dad obviously hard on um well not hard on me because i was just loving it you know You're loving life. That's right. yeah, yeah but yeah um you know missing out on, on days of work for dad and not being able to test at the tracks was obviously hard as well yeah but then um yeah so my heritage is italian through through dad and um we would, we would always go to holiday in Italy every second year to see yeah. his side of the family. And one year, we just ended up doing karting. I mean, I can't even really remember how it came about. Um, Dad just kind of organized. I just went along for the ride. <laughs> and um, it went really well. You know, I did WSK um, with, like, super powerful engines that I wasn't used to and um, did well. And the team wanted me back. And then we just went back every year after that doing what was yeah, that? WSK.
0: Were you a, Was that junior at that point? Were, were you into senior or was that junior?
1: So I first went to Italy at nine, which was like oh, I think it was then. sixty sixty yeah. mini at, 60 the, at mini. the time. It's yep. a bit nostalgic, and then did sixty, and then went to KFJ just before moving out to F four.
0: So just because just to just to satisfy my karting my karting interest, because even though we're talking road indie, and you know I, I love my karting. Uh, yeah. What team were you with? What chassis were you on?
1: Uh, my first team was this small Italian team called Cik. Okay, and it was a one one card team, and like this. This was like ridiculous for me at the time because I'm used to, you know, working, me and dad working out the back of a van. Yeah. We go over there and I've got my own mechanic and, you know, a guy that does a setup and like a 10. Well, I'm yeah. like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I love um, it. But yeah, so I did that. And then I went to um, Energy mm-hmm. for a couple races in um, KFJ, or yeah. it was kf Three, maybe even at the time. And yeah, was, yeah, that was it. That was it. And like, we got offered a full year. Uh, of karting, including Las Vegas, as we were talking about before. But yeah, yep. I mean, the budget of karting compared to F4 just doesn't, doesn't make any sense to do right. karting anymore. So we went to F4.
0: So you went to F4 and you ran uh, Italian F4, right? Let's so let's talk about that transition into it. You did F4, then you did I think uh, Formula Renault. Yeah, what uh, bunch of years of Formula Renault? What What was your first year like running F4? The first time you were in the race car.
1: Crazy. Crazy. I remember my forearms were just gone, my neck was gone, and it was just this little track initially. And uh, how it came about actually was through karting. So, okay. at karting, a driver manager gave me his card and said, Look, if you ever think you're going further, give me a call. Yeah. And like my ambition obviously was always to go further, be professional, you know, F1 or IndyCar, things like that. But you never really, you don't know the process when you're that young. And I was just kind of along for the ride a bit, and it just kind of happened. and you know, I was doing an F4 test and I did well and the team kind of gave me a good deal and I I did that year but it was just yeah crazy I didn't really know what I was getting myself into just <laughs> just enjoying it and just trying to learn as much as possible you know it was a, it was a pretty tough year um cut, got away with a couple of podiums but was a huge learning experience which is the main thing at
0: that, that early that that's time. huge exactly it but that so then you move to like a the regional a regional formula renault series and then eventually hmm. into the, the the formula renault super cup how much of a step up was that jumping in from f4 and then eventually getting to the top levels of the the euro cup program
1: crazy because okay. I've, I've always used to spe- um racing in italy or spending time in italy you know therefore was the Italian championship so hmm. never go outside italy and then to be all of a sudden racing on tracks like Barcelona and Spa and Hockenheim, you know, these big F1 tracks it was just ridiculous. And with international teams and international drivers, it was just, yeah, it got real quick. It got real quick. <laughs> no and it's such a, yeah, such a competitive series well, Euro Cup. I mean, the drivers that have, half the drivers that in F1 have been through Renault series. Yeah. and um, But it was awesome, awesome breeding ground and learning ground to take skills forward in my career.
0: And you, you did have some success as well. You, you, you know, you a couple of wins here, some podiums, uh, some consistency. You, you were able to get some success even so early in your career.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, at the time, you know, you always want more and you always think you can do better. Of course, yeah. But um, like every driver would probably say. But, um, yeah, looking back to get, yeah, the wins at Monaco and Poe and yeah. um, some, some podiums was cool. And uh, it put me in good stead and I guess people – looked out, you know, for me and, and saw that I had, had some potential, which is which is the main thing because, you know, you can do as well as you want, but the main thing is getting the budget for the next year. That's so 100% you need, it. Yeah. You need to open people's eyes and create some enthusiasm. So I guess I was lucky that I was able to win a place like Monaco and create a bit of... Um, yeah, yeah, Some I don't know
0: buzz or whatever, it is, right? Yeah, the buzz. Yeah, the kind people. Of, yeah. you
1: know, yeah.
0: You were obviously rated highly because then, <laughs> then you end up hooking up with Campos to move to F three. That's obviously the you know you're two steps away from Formula mm. One at that point. F three Campos not really one of the top teams at that you know at that t- even at, mm. even now you were the only guy to score points. But in 2019, let's then talk about it because you have a, you had a pretty bad accident at Monza. Um, yeah. You end up breaking a vertebrae in your back. The one thing yeah. drivers obviously are worried about, but a big, big wreck. But tell me about – because then you come back for 2020. And this is mm. something when you look at, like, the timeline of a, of a young man or a young woman in motorsports, you're going to have hurdles, right? You're going to come up mm. against maybe a, a, a bad weekend, whatever it may be. But you bounce – you get sidelined for the year with a broken back. Talk about a little bit about that, the recovery, how how tough it was to first oh. get back where you needed to be physically.
1: Yeah, it sucked. It sucked. Um, <laughs> sucked. <laughs> like I remember um, yeah, and you and that was my first big crash and the first time I've ever injured myself driving. So it was just full new experience for me in every way. And you know, it was hard physically, obviously. You know, I, I was in a brace for three months not being able to do any exercise. I think I lost five kilos, a couple of centimeters as well. And um yeah, it wasn't good, but the hardest bit was just the, the mental side, you know. Like, and that year wasn't going well at all, and I was just waiting for Macau because I thought, okay, Macau is a, a spot, a track where I can, you know, kind of try and make the difference and 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 get a good result in order to, you know, progress to next year.
0: Yeah.
1: And obviously, I had the accident, I couldn't do it, so that that was really bad. And dealing with maybe my career could be over. You know, what a Bad way to end the career, yeah, that,
0: that's, and that's um, played, that, that's planned in your mind during the recovery, right? Is, is this yeah, am, I, yeah, am sure. I done? Is this all am I over? For sure.
1: it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, dealing with that side was tough, but I mean, what, what does it what does it kill you makes you stronger, <laughs> exactly, <yeah. laughs> uh, cliche as hell, but yeah, it made me stronger. And um, you know, I was at the bottom, and but I felt like it made me a stronger person and right. and really helped me driving. And my, my hunger was just doubled after that, you know, and I really wanted to come back next year and, and prove what I didn't do in 2019 and really, um, come, come back stronger. Yeah.
0: And isn't that interesting because you probably, you went one way and you could have went the other way, right? You could have said, okay, I'm done. I'm I'm, careers over. I'm I'm not doubling down, but instead you did that. You said you come back, uh, with even more hunger to succeed. You go Mm. back again with Campos, uh, for, for another year. And this season was, was solid. 10th overall in the championship scoring points. Um, Mm. Tell me about when you got back in the car for the first time. How, how much of a release was that? How much was it vindication for all the hard work you put in to get back?
1: Yeah, it was amazing. And I, I didn't feel like I completed my recovery until I had that first test and that first drive. And I was like, all right, now I can start going and just, you know, turn the, turn the chapter, yeah. uh, turn the page. So, yeah, that was cool. And um, coming back to Monza was a bit crazy, a bit scary as well. Uh, I remember doing the track walk and coming to Parabolica where last kind of where I had this shunt yeah. and being like, God, I flew that far, like <laughs> it's a bit mental. But uh, no, nah, as I said, like um, obviously I wish I didn't have it, but I've definitely definitely grown as a person and a driver from it
0: okay, so let's talk about the pivot right now. this is the big thing, obviously right you you know you're on that focus essentially coming up through formula Renault Euro Cup into f three f1's mm. the kind of, it's it's the goal right for so many young drivers f1's the goal you talked yeah. about the fact that you used to watch will-powered Indy cars. so in the yeah. back of your mind, Car is still a pretty badass thing that you yeah. can do
1: for where sure.
0: where did it happen between the end of last season and your announcement with Carlin where you went, you know what? you know what, maybe maybe I'm going to look to America. Maybe I'm going to look to the road D Indy because, you know, maybe in IndyCar cars my, my future.
1: It was just perfect timing, like a perfect storm, honestly. Um, I had a, had a decent year in F3, got some good results. Um, was in talks with Carlin for an F2 seat with Trevor. Okay. Um, and yeah, it was going well, but yeah, the budget for F2 is just astronomical, so it's, it's, um, we couldn't quite make it in time. Um, but Trevor was like, well, look, if you can't do this, do this. I mean, we're thinking of coming back to Indie Lights, you know. We want to come back in a big way. Um, think about it. And um, all of our supporters, and and I was just super keen on doing it, going to America. Yeah, all my supporters were really keen on it. Nice. It looked like an awesome series and awesome pathway for me. Um, as I said, always love IndyCar, And um, so I was like, yeah, let's go for it. And Carlin um, <laughs> were really keen on it, and now it's just Kind all sons to come together, and um, yeah, looking forward to it.
0: Tell me a little bit about you. You talked about Macau a little bit. Did you, I? I didn't look. Do Did you have experience at Macau on the street circuit there? Have you been there before?
1: Nah, no, I never drove there. Which um, have you ever driven uh, a street circuit then? Yeah, Monaco. Uh, Monaco. Uh, I drove uh, a yeah. po, po in that, France. Po's a
0: street circuit. That's right. So you had, and you had success at both of those tracks.
1: Yeah, so managed to win in Poe and in Monaco, which is pretty cool.
0: Interesting. Because- so. I'm thinking about a driver that's come over before to Indy Lights who had had success at Poe uh, at Macau, like a like a Felix Rosenquist.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: so you remind me kind of when I'm looking at, at at what you've done. Are you excited about Saint Petersburg and potentially Toronto?
1: Yeah, really excited. Um, and I haven't been in the street circuit since since Monaco F3 didn't go anywhere, so I've been missing it. Yeah. And yeah, I'm really keen for yeah. Like even Detroit looks mad. It Looks crazy. The
0: track's gonna be uh, fun,
1: isn't it? Yeah, yeah gonna be fun. St. Pete looks cool. So, but to be fair, like the level of tracks in America in general is just awesome, and yeah. it's so much. Like, what drivers want in Europe is what you guys have in America. Like, I mean, every every driver's briefing every day, the main point is bloody track limits. Yeah. Track limits. Track limits. Track limits. That's just true. and yeah. every driver is just like, just track, just put grass there, like, <laughs> please. Just put grass there, <laughs> yeah. please. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm really stoked to come back to more more raw tracks and tracks that if you make a mistake, you know, you're punished. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm, re- I'm really keen to get started.
0: So let's let's look right now at the offseason. Uh, you're obviously with Carla right now. I know the, the picture I used for the promo was you getting the seat fit out at the shop at Delray Beach. What's yeah. the, have you been in the car yet? Have, I, I Have you done any testing yet?
1: Uh, not yet, not yet. Okay. Did, just done the seat fit. Um as you can tell, I was pretty happy just sitting there. I hear you had a big smile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, some some testing coming soon. Okay. Obviously, there's the um, spring spring testing, uh, Barber, which I'm super keen for. But um, yeah, it's a whole it's a whole new world to get used to, and um, the car's different turbo. As I said, the tracks and yeah, I've got a got a lot to learn. So you know, setting expectations low and just focusing on getting up to speed as quick That's as fair. possible.
0: Yeah, listen, we've had – you're following the footsteps of a lot of guys who have come in late into a program to a certain extent and done really well, Felix, of course, being one of them. Um, mm. Toby Sowery, of course, came over as well a couple of years ago with, uh, with Team Pelfrey and was great out of the gate, so I'm sure you'll be able to settle in nicely. Overall, if you look at the schedule, all the different tracks we're talking about, you mentioned Detroit already. I asked about St. Pete. Is there one mm. particular track that you're looking forward to that you really want to try, you're looking forward to getting to?
1: Um, I'd probably say Baba. If I'm no. honest, like okay. yeah, like I've I've had some done some laps in the sim, and that just looks like I don't know, like a roller coaster. It's, it. it's crazy. So Barber, Barber's one um, Laguna Seca. That, yeah, that yeah that would be cool. And yeah, definitely like Detroit or or Toronto looks very very hard. You know, looks low group as well. Yeah, yeah. So which is a huge challenge. So yeah, probably probably those ones mainly. And that's and awesome. even in and even in oval as well. Like I've had no no experience, so um, it's a Maryland.
0: Is it? Uh, we're going to, we're going we're going to. Technology. Yeah, it's called it's called Worldwide, Worldwide Technology okay. Raceway Gateway. Okay. That'll be interesting that's it. for at sure. Gateway.
1: All right, I'll remember that. Um, but yeah, no, that's gonna be interesting. Nothing I've ever done before, <laughs> so so it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be
0: well, cool. And listen, I'll tell you this though. You go back to what Carlin's been able to do when they were here mm. with with Max Max Chilton one in Iowa, so. Uh, they've got the chops to be fast on the oval, so you could have a pretty good race car when you get there.
1: Yeah, yeah. They almost won the Freedom 100. Well, was they that did. the closest finish in history? Or yeah, that's
0: exactly... You know, I don't think Trevor wants to talk about that, though. Nah, nah.
1: <laughs> Colin, the manager here, hates talking about it. <laughs> but um, well, hopefully, so, yeah, we'll nah. get-
0: hopefully we'll get the Freedom 100 back again. It's obviously not happening again this year. Yeah. Let's-, let's wrap things up. We talked about tracks you're looking forward to. Are you enjoying yourself in America so far?
1: Yeah, yeah, loving it. It's like... Totally different to anything I've experienced before. Um, but no, the food's cool. The people are are really nice. Um, the weather's good here anyway. That's a- and um, yeah, obviously it's a shame with COVID. Um, yeah. I can't really experience the culture here or, you know, what people are like. But um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it's fixed soon, but who knows. But um, I, I still still get a taste and I'm still loving it.
0: Well, you know, the bottom line is you're going to be here with us now on the road to Indy, so you're going to get a chance to feel what it's like to be out on the traveling circus that is IndyCar as opposed to being part of the F3 program and the FIA program. It's a bit different. It's got a little different feel, for sure. Mm. As you said, the, the paddocks are wide open, and the tracks, of course, a lot different than you said. We are not. We don't talk track limits a lot. We did when we were at Coda. not surprising. One yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But you're not going to do it at Road America. You're not doing it at Mid-Ohio. You know, all these tracks yeah. we go to. Um a little like you said there's grass where you're not supposed to be so yeah that's a good thing. I
1: mean, well yeah it, it's it's what we want as drivers you know we want we want to see that limit because you know you give us an inch and we take them a, a mile so even got the american um <laughs> little, it? yeah yeah hey um, things and miles and stuff so there you that's what i'm to get well, used
0: to i'm canadian too so you can talk about kilometers and i understand it in celsius okay. but i still work in fahrenheit and miles as well anyways so. okay Hey, listen, yes. here's, here's, here's one question for you. Jim Locke is asking, he says, is this your first trip here then?
1: Yeah, it is, Jim. Yeah. First trip Never to the U.S.? Here. First time ever. First right. time ever. And, <laughs> um, yeah, it's cool. It's um, it's what you expect, really. The, it hasn't been too many surprises. I mean, the animals around here are pretty crazy around <laughs> Florida. Like, there's, like, massive guanas and... I don't know around. Hold on, I'm, listen. Hold on, <laughs>
0: Australia and Tasmania is a little different as well. Let's be real, animal wise. Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I guess, right? To be fair, in Tassie, you have to kind of go out of where you live to find it, unless you're kind of near the bush, you know, you might yeah, okay. get big, big spiders. But here, like, just outside the front door, this like this everywhere, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, listen, <laughs> hey Alex, thank you so much for for joining us, man. I, I look forward to meeting you when we get down to spring training at Barber, but man, I hope testing gets going for you pretty soon. We're Thanks, thrilled man. to ha- we're thrilled to have you, and we look forward to seeing you in Indy Lights this year.
1: Cheers, cheers, I mean, have a go. All
0: right, there you go, folks. Let me uh, get rid of him. Drop him in the back here. Uh, yeah, there you go. What a what a great individual to have, what a fantastic character and a, and a personality to have in the Indy Lights paddock this year. Alex Peroni will run with uh, Carlin Racing as a rookie in Indy Lights. Uh, you'll you look at what he's done coming up through the ranks and it, not always with top teams either, but still showing it incredibly well. Uh, 10th last year in the FIA uh, F3 championship with Campos racing. I think he's going to be very, very impressive. And of course, as we know, uh, Carly can win races. They can win championships. They've done it here before uh, with Ed Jones in Indy lights. So he could be lined up and ready to go. Otherwise folks, thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the road to Indy insider live. Another great show. I can't say who it is because the announcement's coming, but they're going to be with me on Thursday and just lined up that I'll have James Rowe from Turn 3 Autosport and Indy Pro 2000. He's going to join me next Monday. Right, enjoy this Monday, folks. Have a great day. I'm Rob Haddon. booking. it.